Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Athlete Podcast. What would have been round five 2020. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who believes we've been a little bit too harsh on Lockie Hunter. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day, Michael. People are just... It's a, it's a goddamn witch hunt on Lockie Hunter. You tell me one little thing that this young fella has done wrong, okay? Name one. Give me, give me one thing that he did wrong. Uh, he, 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 well, he clearly, he got fined for going out and about. I didn't know he could get fined for going out and about in, in a car. Oh, absolutely. You can. Oh, okay. So he did that, did he? All right. I haven't really read a lot of the story. Uh, he, cause all he did, right. Okay. You tell me which bit of this was wrong. He got into his car, he crashed into four others. Then he got a lift to another player's house yep, and I then like he that. proceeded to yeah. get, proceeded to get blind there. Now you tell me which part of that is illegal. It was a bit of a chain effect, yeah. So, I mean, the Andy Blue uh, 0.123, which, you know, sounds like a nice number, doesn't it? You know? It, it is. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah, to yeah. go that high. Yeah. But he, he's, he's arguing that he wasn't drunk when he crashed into four cars. And I, for one, believe him, right? Because quite often, I have, uh, you know, come out of my, my, my driveway and then bang, you hit one car. You're like, oh, fuck, that's no good. Bang, into another one. You're like, Jesus, that's unlucky. Bang, another one. Fuck, where are all these cars come from? Bang. I've got to write so many notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got to write four notes, which he did. And then he just happened to have a, a teammate in the area. And that teammate said, why don't we go to another teammate's place? And there, that way, you can get your blood alcohol content up really, really high, Lockie. So when the cops come, you can say, I wasn't drunk while I was driving. I just had a beer with Billy Gowers. Yeah, and that's gotcha. the way. It's, that's, the, that's the story, as I understand it. It's a bit of a trail, isn't it? So, yeah, so... Lockie then got Bailey to drive him Bailey to Smith to Billy, Billy Gower's place. place. Yeah. Yes. What an adventure. So so he's crashed into four cars and he has left notes, which is fucking unbelievable. Like how do you how do you hit four cars? Talk me through that. Uh you going really crooked cuz you're point 1 2 3. <laughs> but you've you've hit one and you're going, "Oh, okay, that's no good." The fourth car, the fourth the, how does he get to the fourth one? Wasn't it Buddy that flipped? Didn't Buddy flip his car? No, he didn't flip. Did he flip the car a few years ago? In Sydney? In Sydney, yeah. I don't know if he flipped it. I don't remember him flipping it. Okay. I mean, maybe he crashed into a couple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Dane Beams ran into a, a pole on a suburban street just driving by himself. Just alone with no one around him, just ran into a pole. It can happen. I understand it. Alan Didak and Heath Shaw. Just happened to hit a parked car. It can happen. But when you're on to your fourth one, maybe after the... When was he going to give notes? Was he just fucking going, oh, well, I'm not going to get out yet. Don't know what's <laughs> going on. Bang. Oh, no, that's two. Bang. All right. Fucking hell. I'm really loading up here. Have you uh, ever been in a car crash? Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah? What, totally? Yeah. Like, as in, like, totaled it or...? 
Uh, I totaled another car. I went to do a U-turn and didn't see this car coming. Dude. Clipped the back of it and it rolled. Your car rolled? No, the other car rolled. Oh, dude, no. Yeah, no, it was, it was horrible. It was horrible. And the, there was like, uh, the guy came over, he was really angry because his little girl was in the car. Oh, well. dude. And, and she was crying. I was like, well, calm her down. What's her problem? And did, it was a bit of a fun flip. <laughs> did Bailey Smith show up at the scene? <laughs> yeah, that was the fourth car that I'd flipped over in that time. And another time I um, was uh, driving too quick onto a freeway uh, entrance in the wet and just lost it and hit the guardrail. Okay, gotcha. But no one was yeah. around. You didn't hit anyone else. No, it was just me. It was like one in the morning. Yeah, fuck, man, dude. Yeah. I'd been I'd been at Billy Gower's place and I'd left there and was driving <laughs> home. <laughs> I have been in two, uh, and both times I was little. My mum was driving, and she was um off her fucking tree. <laughs> 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 no, both were. Uh, maybe one was about eight in the morning. One was about noon. But um. Uh, the f- apparently one of them, uh, a guy ran into. They both were not her fault. Um, and in the second one, the guy ran into her, and she kind of looked back. I was in the back seat. I was about four, and she was like, Are "You okay?" And apparently, I was on my way to kinder, and I said, "I dropped my bloody grapes." No, you, you. I've got a potty mouth a, from way back. You had the potty mouth. Yeah, you could just <laughs> see that. You don't want to drop your grapes. I, I had another one as well, where a woman just. Uh, Pulled out in front of me. And so I just locked up and ran into her. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. So that and that was at like five in the morning. I was driving home from uh, Billy Gower's place. I feel like we should get you off the road, mate. Like that's, they're, they're, they're three. Like three's a lot. Do you reckon? I reckon most people have had uh, fender beaters. You don't drive that much. So. No, yeah. I, I've had a lady run into the back of me, but very gently. Yeah. Nothing ridiculous, no. But you're still you're still claiming compensation from that, though. Aren't yeah, you? Oh, my neck is fucked. Yeah, and if <laughs> anyone anyone from the government's listening, I mean, I can't work. I can't work. <laughs> but also, it's been a big week for players. Uh, not that Lockie Hunter was drunk, but uh, Tyson Stengel was done for drink driving in Adelaide. Yeah, poor dude. Yeah. And he was driving an unregistered car. But, oh, you know, dude! On top of that as well. Fuck. Oh yeah, no, he's gone. But all I want to know if he should be allowed to. He should get off any fines if he was uh, driving to have a look at the footbridge. Because as an Adelaide player, he would be getting to look at that every fortnight, if not more. Mm. And so in the lockdown, he would have been sitting there going, fucking hell, I wonder how the footbridge is going. You'd be getting edgy, wouldn't you? You you would. That's the one thing, you know, you don't, you underestimate what we've taken away from the players and, you know, people in Adelaide in general. Like if they, because Adelaide have uh, lower... um, coronavirus cases than most of us but are they allowed to wander down I think in more than two i would imagine that the um, the, the premier of south australia who mm. i'm gonna call matt smith because none of you know his fucking name um i imagine they give special dis- uh, dispensation that you actually can leave your house mm. to go to the shops go to the yeah. pharmacy yeah uh i don't know why i call it a pharmacy it should be chemist yeah. uh <laughs> Go to the uh, the peeps. <laughs> Down on <Hindley> Street. <laughs> okay. And also go to the footbridge. Well, it's essential. It's part of it's I Adelaide so. essential. I think so. Yeah. Like I imagine in Perth, even though they've blocked the borders, you are still allowed to get down to the Optus Oval uh, footbridge. No, what's it called? Optus Stadium. Yeah, the footbridge. Yeah. Optus yeah. Stadium footbridge. Yeah. yeah. You, it's just it's essential. You yeah. must be able to get down there daily. Yeah. Yeah, for your chakra. For your chakra. Yeah, it does cleanse. So, Lucky Hunter, what do you reckon? Like, 
What do you reckon he was doing when they? What do you reckon they were talking about when they were at Billy Gower? Uh, yeah, Billy Gower's place. Like he would have been going, mate, you look a little, you look a little frazzled there. What's going on? Goes, oh, I hit a car. Goes, oh fuck, that's bad luck. Then I hit another car. Oh fuck, that's that's unfortunate. Oh, then I hit another car. Oh, I, oh wait, okay. wait, are you telling like three stories that happened like a year apart? Are you telling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you reckon Billy Gowers has gone, mate? Do you reckon the cops are going to be on their fucking way? Wait, have you got a concussion? You've said the same thing four times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? Why are you making me turn all the lights out, Lockie? <laughs> you, you can't play for two weeks, mate. Yeah. Um, I, I, I isn't Lockie also vice captain? So they're probably going to have a look at that as well. Um, and I think the club's looking and getting all the information before they make decisions and all that kind of stuff. And well, um, I, I suppose they've got time, so they can just go. Well, there's no rush in it. And then they're also saying like, oh, you know, a four-week sanction in a 22-round uh, season. It's like three weeks in a 17. You go. Well, I don't think it should. I don't think it should work like that. Oh, who knows how it works there? Yeah, I actually, that's a very good point, actually, Adam. With a shorter season that we didn't know about before about, what, two months ago. Mm. With the uh, suspensions for the tribunal, shouldn't they be reduced? Like, shouldn't it be like, okay, two weeks, but we make it one and a half, so you can't play until half yeah. time of the week after? I love it. That's a great idea. Because, yeah, it has to be reduced in a shorter season. Otherwise... And also fines yeah. as well, okay? Mm. So if you got a so fine for... So you think it's pro so if you got a fine for like a jumper punch, right? Yep. You didn't get suspended. You got a jumper punch fine, maybe five yeah. grand, whatever. Yeah. They go, okay, shorter season, mm. uh, thirty five hundred, which means people will be more than happy to do more jumper punches. Oh, uh, melee, so more melee. Fuck, that's a great. Yeah. I think I think uh, your idea of a half a game suspension or three quarter time or a quarter time suspension would be great. Because it's up to the team then. They go, fuck, do we want him in the team? Is he that good that we can afford to have him on the bench for a quarter? Because they're shorter quarters as well. So you're not missing out on as much. Yeah, and also if you if we get to that stage where like teams are playing on a Saturday and then a Wednesday and then a Sunday, mm. you can kind of go, oh, or, 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 or could even be that the tribunal will go, okay, that's one match, therefore you're out for a half. And so then we can uh, get these fresh legs onto the ground on a Wednesday at half yeah. time, you're only playing a half, like a sub. What about if you're suspended for the week? So you're suspended from Saturday to Saturday. So so it's up to it's bad luck how many games fall in there. If it happens to just be the Wednesday game, so be it. But if you played on a Saturday, then the Wednesday, then the Friday, you're fucking gone for three. Oh God, doesn't so this fucking <laughs> season sound like a fucking nightmare? <laughs> yes, yes, it does. I feel I feel for Chriso, mate. He's got a he's got a lot of work on his plate. Oh, dude, dude. Or to put it another way, does he? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Hey, we've got our watch along, so we're uh, absolutely loving uh, doing the watch alongs. We hope you're enjoying watching and listening to the watch alongs. Um, as we said last week, you don't have to watch along. They are we are trying to do it so you can just be out strolling, getting your you're on your way down to the footbridge. Uh, you're out getting your dailies, uh, daily exercise. Uh, you can listen. You can listen along, and we paint such a such a beautiful picture. Yeah, you could basically stare at a wall, and you you feel like you're at the 1977 grand final draw. Yeah. Well, 
Except for the massive amount of errors that occurred within <laughs> that podcast. I did fuck up, so we'll talk about it quickly. So we did 77 draw. That came out last Wednesday, and we're going to do mm. uh, obviously going to do a bunch more coming up in the future. And if you've got recommendations, send them through. The only thing being, I want to say to the people for the recommendations that they we, we, want, we want to do as many as we can, but they kind of have to be uh, a whole quarter that is accessible to everybody. So on YouTube or Daily Motion or Vimeo or something like that, um, they can't be behind uh, paywalls like KO or Foxtel or something like that, unfortunately. Um, yes, and it, and it tends to be games where pre-2004-ish games tend to exist on YouTube. Yeah, yeah I reckon you're right. I reckon you're right, yeah. Um, so I made a horrible mistake. So during the North Melbourne thing, I thought I think I talked about North Melbourne making the 1951 grand final, where in fact it yeah, was the 1950 grand final. God damn it, Michael! What a fucking nightmare! I mean, you if know, you, you, I mean, credibility. Yeah, the six years that we've been doing this show, it just goes down the drain. You know, when you say bullshit like that. If you want to call quits the pod now, like I'm, um, I'm more than happy. Um, I mean, on a weekly basis, I want to call quits on the pod, but you know, this just really. Really ramps it up for me. And I think I talked about Arnold Brightus being the person who wrote kind of colourful columns for newspapers. He did, yes, yes. In fact, it was um, Brent Criswell, which is uh, a fuck up by me. And then I said Peter Moore won the Brownlow in 85. Three. Three, Three huh? mistakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're Peter like Moore fucking won the Lockie Hunter, mate. In 85, it was uh, that Brad Hardy won that year. He won it in 84. 79 and 84. So, um, had, you, had you been drinking at Billy Gower's place? I'm fucking horrified. I'm, I'm horrified that I would make mistakes like that. Well, it makes it harder for us to ask for people to subscribe to our Patreon when you're <laughs> filling the whole episode full of just bullshit. <laughs> people just, you know, they, they listen to this show for facts. Wait, if I'm filling the show with bullshit, what the fuck are you doing then? <laughs> I, I just provide the boys' charm and the humour. That people love. Uh, we'd love you to. We've loved people who've subscribed to our show, and if you'd like to get on board, we'd really appreciate it. It's uh, Patreon.com/slash JunkTimeAFLPod, and thank you so much to everyone who's jumped on board so far. We do really appreciate it, and we hope you're uh, enjoying the shows that we're providing you during these darkened times, Michael. They're very dark times, but we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. We people, are. you're doing the right thing. How are you? Stay uh, home. How are you? Stay get, home. How are you getting by? You getting by okay? Uh, yeah. Uh, there's obviously the. Um, the Footbridge uh, live camp that I watch for six, seven hours a day, <laughs> which is really good. And then just uh, watching uh, replays of the 2013 elimination final. That's all I've got. And uh, you eating all right? Like are you uh, doing uh, burpees in the on living room? Uh, I'm low on chicken salt because mm. I'm uh, putting everything – because, you know, you're losing that football fix. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I also think, like, I mean, when they had that initial run on toilet paper and pasta and all that kind of stuff, I thought to myself, yeah. I will hold back by the mm. fact that I want to let, you know, the people who need it yep. uh, get that stuff. And by the way, yeah. you've all fucking bought all the gluten-free pastas, so go fuck yourselves because I need that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't need the spelt pasta. And But I thought, you know, there's 85-year-olds out there who need stuff, and so I'm, yep. I'm going to let them. Oh, you're, you're a good man. Yeah, I'm a great bloke. Yeah. But. That thing of, there was obviously a rush on chicken salt. And mm. so chicken oh. salt is in short supply. And, absolutely. And that is a simple pleasure that you miss, hey. You know, when oh, absolutely. you make your morning coffee, you know, pop a little <laughs> chicken salt <laughs> yeah. in, you know. It, yeah. You dust it, paint a picture of a footy, of a Sharon on the top with chicken salt. You know, you, you go to wash your hair, shampoo, conditioner, chicken yeah. salt. Like, that's what you do. <laughs> the other thing I've been doing at night is I uh, only allow myself mid-strength out of plastic cups. 
just to remind <laughs> myself of how and slightly warm, like not really super chilled. Sure, sure, sure. So well, I'll sit there and be like, "Fuck, this is this is fucking not great, not great." Well, that's interesting because it shows how different our football experiences are. Because I drink the <laughs> finest, <laughs> the finest of cognac. Um, oh, really? Yes. Out of plastic, though. Yes, no, out of out of the hands of a poor person. <laughs> I hope they've I hope they've sanitized <laughs> they've those hands. Them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and another little thing we talked about our football club, the uh, the Gold Coast Cunts, which are going to be coming to um, obviously there'll be a takeover very soon. We're still in negotiations with the AFL. Private ownership comes in, yeah. Yeah, uh, our listener Tim, yep, got on board and has written a very funny club theme song for the Gold Coast Cunts. We're going to play that at the end of the show, so stick around for that. It is actually really funny, and you can just imagine, once you hear it, trust me, junk timers, you're going to be on board. You're going to be buying a membership. There is no doubt about that. You're going to want us to take over that team. And man, you are going to want to, what a yeah, job you are going to want to see Channel 7 broadcast that as it goes into their uh, 6 o'clock news on a Sunday night. <laughs> that is what you're going to be sticking around for. If you get to hear... The Gold Coast Cunts theme song, lead in to Peter Mitchell doing the news. You're going to love it. Yeah, I've never seen a news broadcast start with, uh, this show is rated R. <laughs> as, <laughs> as swearing, nudity and drug references. Yeah. Now, last week we spoke about the uh, infamous uh, incident at Club 14, was it? Uh, with Red Foo and, oh, 14, yep. and Jude Bolton. Um, and, of course, Marty Matner. He was there. So did you, gotten... did you listen to the song after... After oh the pod last week, God, it's fucking it's, it's awful. fucking the worst song of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's also because I forgot what uh, Red Foo and LMF, uh, yeah, Elephant Laughing My, yep. LMFAO were famous for. So I kind of went through the back catalogue, and it's not any more awful than anything else he's done. He's very consistent with his level of absolute rubbish that he pumps out. Well, the big one would be the everybody Party in the house. Tonight. Yeah, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a banger. That's a banger, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know a banger when you hear a banger. I mean, when I'm in Ibiza and I yeah, fucking true. that one comes on, because I'm DJing there. I'm the guy. I'm the, I'm do, I'm doing the decks. Okay. I mean, you want to get people on the floor. You just chuck in a bit of red food with the party people, like, and and yeah, yeah right. it, it goes off. And when you want to clear the floor. You give them a bit of champagne showers. Champagne showers, yeah. 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 That, that's when the lights are coming up at three. <laughs> <laughs> three? It's a bit earlier to Beetha. Oh, I do the early shift. <laughs> yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's an over 28s club. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great. great. <laughs> With the youngest person there being about uh, 52. Yeah, sure, sure. Remember that when yeah. over 28 nightclub nights were like, oh my God, they're so old. Like you, oh, yeah. you'd see, you kind of like a Wednesday night or you just see them kind of walking in, you go over 28. So I'm just like, oh my God, like you're so ancient. Like when you're you know, 18, 19. No, but the thing was over 28 was the loosest uh, description of it because that's a good everyone point. there yeah. was at least 45 and onto their third marriage. Yeah, like that's a good point. Like it wasn't, no one, no one 28 29. or 29 and one day <laughs> was in yeah. an over 28 nightclub. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. And also like... um. People, when you went there, they weren't checking your ID to go, hang on, mate, are you 27? You can't come in here. You're not allowed in. There was one in, uh, there was one in Essendon on Fletcher Street. There used to be, I think, the old national, the, the NAB. It used to be a bank, and they turned it into, uh, fuck, I can't remember the name of it, and that was an over 28, and we would go past it on the way probably to um, the Cactus on Puckle Street in Mooney Ponds. Yep. And you'd see the crowd out the front, and it's like, you know, 
your mate's mum, you know, fucking heading in there for a, for a bit of a boogie. Yeah, And sure, to, sure. you know, maybe meet her future second husband. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, no, yeah. It, yeah. There was a lot of bad denim at Def- the over 28. Definitely had a lot of, uh, I can't afford to pay child support about it. <laughs> but anyway, it's no Club 14. No, no, no. That's what happened. Yeah. So we got so we got Jude Bolton's version of events, and then that was backed up by uh, Redfoo on Twitter. But now we have Brent Staker's version of events. Now, if you remember last week, we talked about Jude Bolton lifted him up in the air, dropped him down, and broke his ankle. Yeah. And he has finally broken his silence on the issue. I, I thought I thought there was actually a bit of a I thought it was going to be a memoir like a book about it. I didn't think it was just going to be one article on Fox Footy. I thought they've they've underutilized Brent Staker's um, storytelling abilities here. I'd go a little further. I'd say one man show. Yeah, kind of a one man show that he kind of worked up in regional areas because before, before premiering in like uh, off Broadway, then moving on to Broadway, obviously because it's obviously a show everybody wants to hear. And yeah, just yeah, that's true. What would you call it? Brent Staker? Oh, you've got to call it Champagne Showers. Oh, you have to be Champagne Showers, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know what? It would be a great movie in the sense of like a Tarantino, three separate storylines. So you follow Redfoo as he leaves his house in (laughs) Santa Monica. You follow Drew Bolton and also you follow (laughs) Brent Staker as they all come Two fourteen at the one time. Yeah, sure. The soundtrack too. The soundtrack taken care yeah. of by <laughs> yeah. LMFAO. Perfect. That oh. fucking works. Yeah, get Tarantino on board. Fucking hell. Who would play Redfoo yeah. in that film? I mean, he has got a bit of a uh, Leonardo fetish nowadays, uh, Tarantino, but I feel like he might yeah. be a bit too old for the role. Bear in mind, it's like 10 years ago. So Redfoo, I think I looked it up. I shouldn't have said I looked it up, but I did look up how old he was because I was. he's about 42 now. So he'd Red be food. early thirty, yeah. Yeah, okay. Red food with the hair like that. Hmm. I mean, obviously they can do amazing things with wigs and stuff like that. See, you probably CGI that hair. It, it, you, to do it justice. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Yep. Yep. And also, you know what? It'd be good flashbacks of a young Red Foo at high school getting the shit kicked out of him, wearing stupid glasses all the time. And he's there going, "One day I'm going to show you guys. Yeah, I'm show yeah." You that party people are going to be in the house tonight. <laughs> okay, what do you want to be? Shut up, Redfoo. You're talking about party people. He's like, I'll show you. Says, what do you want to be when you grow up, Redfoo? And he goes, I want to be a party person. She's like, get out of the class, Redfoo. You never amount to anything. And a single <laughs> tear comes from behind his fucked up glasses. Yep. So, it's a bit of an epic here uh, from Brent. Yeah. So, he talked about how he went with uh, his good mate, Ashley Hansen. Yes. That's how we got to LA. So at the end of 2010, no, end of, uh, well, yeah, end of 2010, first year yep. at Alliance with him. He so went he's still mates with people from West Coast. Yeah, so he still went to LA. Yeah. And then he said that Ashley Hansen did a fucking dodge on him. So Ashley said he had a few mates in San Diego. So they yeah. planned a trip. Yeah. And then it seems pretty much at the airport. Ashley Hansen's <laughs> like, oh no, I'm off to San Diego. By the yeah. way, you're not invited. I'm going with <laughs> I'm going with really cool people. Yeah, so that's you can see why Brent Staker was let go from it's the same way they let him go from the Eagles. He goes, Oh, are you getting on the team? I'm gonna get on the team bus. I go, No, you're not, mate. No, no, no. Uh, uh, you're driving from Perth <laughs> to Brisbane. To Brisbane, yeah. And so he reckons he met well, not reckons, I'm sure it's true. I don't have no no need to doubt him. Uh, he ran into an old school friend uh, in the line. 
at the yeah, airport. At LAX. Yeah, in customs. Yeah. And I had been on the same flight. And so he said, Hey, do you want to hang out? You know, what do you do you want to hang out tonight? And they they I think they'd been told about Club Ford fourteen. Yeah, right. Uh and so they get to the door mm. and they're walking around. Please describe what was happening out the front. Oh, okay. When we got As described by Brent, there was a bit of hoo-ha going on out the front of 14. And we when there's hoo-ha, mate, you've got to go and check it out. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, there was a bit of hoo-ha going out the front. We mm. thought, this looks fancy. Why don't we g- give this a shot? A bit of hoo-ha. So I suppose like a line. I guess so. That's, that, that would count as hoo-ha, probably. And, and maybe, I reckon maybe, well, if Red Foo's in there... I reckon maybe at the time Club 14 would also have been a bit of a paparazzi spot as well. Yeah, I would have thought so. If it's on if it's on the strip, yeah. you know, it's probably near the, where the Viper Club was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we get in there. The girl at the door says it's better to have a booth. Okay, so, so she's done her job. She upsold them really well straight away. Yeah. So is it just the two of them? They go, let's get a booth for two of us. Like I know. A couple of fucking losers. And we talked about it last week that it was three grand minimum. Three grand, yeah. And so, so we talked about it. So, yes, yeah, so I think it was like eight swans. And so we were like, that's yeah. not too bad. Yeah, but yeah. now Stakes and his mate are going to throw down at least a minimum of 1500 oh. mate. Oh, mate, but continue on. Continue on. Just standing a few spaces back from us was a couple of boys from the Melbourne Football Club, Jared Rivers and Ben Holland. My mate Morgan and I just went up to them said, we should do this together and have a fun night. Okay, so they've teamed up. There you go. Now, he said a couple of boys from the club. He didn't say a couple of mates from the club. This is what I'm worried about. I'm worried about stakes and it's a, kind it's of... A, it's, it's a bit of a loser booth, isn't it? A little bit, a little bit. It's a little bit like kind of, uh, we've got to put together this motley crew of people who don't really know each other. And also, yeah. stakes is mate. He doesn't play the AFL. So he doesn't kind of know the ins and outs. He can't be like, oh, yeah, I did a 15 on my beep test the other day. Oh, I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> yeah. But, but, so they've, they've, yeah, they've got, a, they've got the booth. I imagine pretty close to the booth where the Swans players are. Yep. And then he said, yeah, they're two booths down. They're having a good old time. Okay. Two booths away. How, how, what would that be like? Eight metres? I mean, what, what's the size of a standard booth? Oh, fuck. I, mean, I actually would really love to go to LA and go to night 14, but it's not there anymore. We can't go oh there. I know. It's, it, it should be back. Now that this story's out there, I, it, it should be on a tour. It's unfortunate that they uh, seem to have maybe knocked it down or just changed it into a different venue by mm. the fact that it should be preserved. Like, it's a historical oh. uh, building now. It should be like Pearl Harbor. Oh, no. They've, they've, they locked a lot of Pearl Harbor down. <laughs> <laughs> on the day. So anyway, so it's, uh, it's getting pretty full on. Um, it begins to kind of interact with the Swans boys. And and he also noticed that LMFAO were there. Right. And he had no idea they were in the club. And then he says Jude came up from behind and kind of picked him up. And, and he was like, whoa, who the hell picked me up? And then he fell on the ankle. And he seemed to snap a ligament. I think. I don't think it was a ah, full. Okay. I don't. Think, I don't, don't think it was a full broken ankle. No. I think he snapped a ligament. But then he had to wander, kind of wander around LA trying to get pain meds and stuff like that. He got a cab to a pharmacy, oh, and yeah. it's something like the cabbie. He said, "I'll be right back." And he said he walked around the pharmacy for about. Um, he thought it was about fifteen minutes, and the cab said, "Hey, mate, you've been in there for an hour." So he's walking around pretty slowly. 
Is he is he drunk at this stage? I don't think he mentions that in the story. He probably. But if you're if if you've lost forty five minutes, I don't think you're completely sober. He probably had a couple, but I reckon he probably also didn't realise maybe that how slowly he was walking. An hour. I, I don't like Brent. I, I think there's holes in Brent Staker's story here. Oh, I actually, mean, he no. He mentions just before that, he says, um, I'd then been on the strip. I then took the drugs that uh, River Phoenix took out the front. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he had to get in contact with the Brisbane doctor or something. Yep. Um, and then realised that uh, he then spent the next like four or five days uh, waiting for Ashley Hansen to come back. So his whole holiday, he was lying in a bed in a hotel with his foot up in the air, icing it every couple of hours. So that was his fucking Hollywood adventure. I, I reckon we didn't really need to hear from Brent Staker. <laughs> hey, I Brent, how, done how, how was the holiday? Uh, well, I broke my ankle. I didn't meet Red Foo. <laughs> I sat yeah. in a hotel room for five days. We're waiting for Ashley Hansen to come back. Oh, what did he do? Oh, he went down to some awesome parties in San Diego. Oh, really? You you waited for Ashley Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why did you have to wait for him? Just go home, stakes. Ah, oh, Brent. I think Brent's just like a nice nice guy, you know? Just I'm getting that feeling. Yeah, just, you know, oh, gee willikers, you know, everything's fine. Yeah, not a lot going on. Not a lot going on. Hey, I don't know if you saw this during the week, Adam, but there's actually mm. some rather concerning... News from David King. I actually feel uncomfortable actually bringing this up. Yeah, what do you got? He reckons that the AFL. Did he tell you who the rising star winner was for this year? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this year? You mean the next yeah. three years, mate? <laughs> Great. Some concerning news, and I actually am. I'm actually concerned about Kingy um, because he reckons that we should get rid of the behind the goals footage. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, but then I feel weird saying it out loud. I feel, I feel weird. But I'm actually concerned about the bloke to think that we would rob the game of the most important part. That's like, you know, make make the oval fucking square, why don't you? Hey? You know, get rid of every footbridge. Like it's the essence of the game. Behind the guy's footage. As a young boy, I used to grow up wishing that a coach would show me where I was standing. And the behind the goals vision. That's what every young boy dreams of. I always go to the third level of a ground. Mm. And so I can replicate the behind the goals <laughs> footage. And I, I get a little picture frame and I hold that in front of my oh, head yeah. <laughs> to yep, replicate yep, yeah. the behind the goals footage. So he says, we, why, do, why, would we get, why would we get rid of that? He what reckons we've got suggestion. too complicated with coaching and uh, reviews and meetings. And oh, he yeah. reckons a lot of it comes from the behind the goals footage. So he reckons right? if you got rid of that behind the goals footage, it means the clubs yep. can't use it and they can't, you know, spend three hours on a meeting showing, you know, what you did wrong in the first quarter and the second quarter and third quarter. And so he reckons it can save a lot of time and you can get rid of a few coaches, save a bit of the old scratch um, by not having Fuck. the behind the goals footage. I'll tell you what, there's a guy who does the behind the goals vision who this morning logged onto that. He's going, oh, I think I might read. F- I love my footy. I'll just uh, I'll log on to this. And he's just seen his and 17 other livelihoods mm-hmm. just been fucking... This, Kingy has basically ruined 18 people's families. I mean, if you thought about the economy at the minute, like it's already a bit mm. of tough go of it. 
I mean, oh. Kingy's fucking making it even worse. Kingy, Kingy hates Australia. Okay, that's <laughs> okay. I'll go as far as saying Kingy hates Australia. So you are telling me that you're either guy, with us or against us, Kingy. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. You're telling me that this person who has gone to university and studied six years of how to properly interpret behind the goals vision mm-hmm. has all of a sudden got to be—he's got to shred his doctorate, does he? Yeah. Is that what Kingy wants him to do? So what he's saying is that the behind the goals vision basically is what all meetings are about. Like, is he saying that as a player then? You go, I only need to go to club one day a week because they have got all this vision that they, they're not going to show us anymore. So they're not, they're not even going to – they won't show you, you know, you fucking missing a tackle and uh, turning the ball over because it's not from behind the goals. It doesn't count. Yeah, and I also find it interesting too that um, of all the concerns that people have with the game, mm. you know, it's maybe it's too long or people don't like yeah. game plans <laughs> – yeah, or the rotations. <laughs> or, you know, the cost of a ticket or whatever. Like, yeah, flooding. <laughs> Kingy's gone, you know what the real problem is, mate? <laughs> <laughs> it's behind the goals footage. Yeah, oh, you take that away. Yeah, you take... The game has changed since we got <laughs> behind the goals vision. Who would have thought that a camera would mm. ruin everything? It has, though. It's changed the game as you and I... Uh, used to, I remember the first time when we went to a game together and you go, what's that guy doing up there? Mm. And I was like, oh, I have no idea. And you could just see that the game itself had changed and we didn't know why. And then you go, of course, it's because the players, they're out there and they go, that guy is behind me. I know he's watching. <laughs> why did the I AFL... I know he can see. He can see my leading patterns. Why do they bother with fucking 666 rules and shit like that yeah. when they could just easily alter the history, the future mm. of the game mm. by removing mm. a cameraman? Two. Up the end. You've got, you've got to have one from each end. Do you reckon actually do they have cameramen behind them? Actually, that's a good question. Would they be stationary cameras? Uh, well, I you think they could be stationary because they don't seem to move, do they? They just have a wide shot. Yeah, they're pretty locked off wides, I reckon, because it, most broadcasters have that one on the second level. Like if you do a good kick from the goal square, you get a Joe the Goose and go bang, mm-hmm. you can quite often nearly hit a camera. But I think that because it follows it, it might lose half. It might lose the fat side of the ground when you go out to the other side. So you do have a wide locked off, and that is what killed the game. You never know, though. I mean, they talk about mm. you know we want the clubs to survive in this weird season. Yeah. Um, maybe that's part of the cost cutting, kind of cut back on the behind the guys footage because I think uh, because they are experts. I believe they, if there are people behind those cameras, they get paid. Oh yeah. Yeah, double time at least. Well, that could be the difference well, well, between a season twenty twenty and a season twenty twenty one. Oh, exactly. Like, and also, they know stuff like uh, if you're at the MCG and they can instantly tell you, oh, this was shot from the pump road end. And any any layman would walk in and go, how do you know that? And they go, oh, it's just little things that give it away, like uh, members is on your right. They're like, fuck, okay, I wouldn't have picked that up. He goes, yeah, yeah, that was third year that we learned that. So it's just little things like that that these guys bring to a club. And to not have it, like the players love having them around because what player doesn't love being told what they've done wrong? Oh, and also, what player doesn't love uh, having the feeling that they might have punched a bloke behind mm. the play? Yeah. And, you know, Channel 7 or Fox didn't actually capture it in the main coverage, but yeah. there's fucking behind the goals <laughs> footage. Oh, they love yeah. it. They love it. Yeah. And that it's shot so far away that even a zoom in leaves <laughs> it really fucking blurry. Yeah, it's like a blurry Lego man. Yeah, yeah. There's no detail to it. But still, you can get a week for that. Hey, can I quickly talk about, we'll wrap it up shortly, but can I quickly talk about um, Kane Corns getting a death threat and why did you threaten to kill Kane Corns? 
Uh, mate, why not? It's 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 what my, my daily text into SEN. <laughs> He's got your name up there, mate. Yeah. So he, eighteen years ago. So mm. Port were playing the Pies at Footy Park. Yep. And he gave the bird to Brody Holland. Yeah. In his eleventh game, Kane's game. And he then said that he got death threats. So Port won by about five points. So he's, instead of running to his teammates, and this is a pretty shit thing to do, he's not run to his teammates, he's run straight at Brody Holland, jumped in the air and given him the bird. Like a fucking, like a shit, like just a shitty motherfucking shit. Fucking <laughs> like it's disappointing that... A, sh- a shitty motherfucking shit who does a lot for charity. Okay, let's just make that clear. Yeah, but he doesn't. That that, that per, I don't want to give to his charity if he's doing that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, the bird, the bird is a funny thing, man. Like, uh, I don't know when it came about, but like, if if someone gave me the bird today, I'd just be like, "You are the most pathetic person I've yeah. ever met in my life." It, it doesn't do a lot to you, does it? Yeah, just please hand over my burger. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, the bird. Like, it's a very little kid thing. Give the bird. Like, my niece yeah. will give me the bird, and she thinks it's kind of funny, and you know. It will yeah, irritate me at some stage. But I tell her it's, repeatedly, it's, dude, I'm about 80 kilos. You're about 30. I could bash the fuck out of you if I wanted to. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, when she gives you the bird, you uh, give her a death threat. Yeah, yeah. So how do you reckon he got the death threat? So it must have been through the phone by the fact that, oh, no, emails were around no, back he got then. a letter. Got a letter. He got a, he got a letter, a oh, handwritten letter. F- yeah, from a Collingwood supporter. And to the point where he took it to his football manager... And they had to get the cops around. And they were watching Kane Corns. And I reckon the cops would have just sat back and watched it and gone, oh, this is fucking great. <laughs> One of the Corns is getting fucking uh, touched up over there. I hope it was a uh, traditional death threat by the fact that they, uh, the letter was all made up of little individual letters cut out of a newspaper. Yeah. Like, you've got to do that if you're going to do a death threat. The thing about death threats, they rarely followed through, are they? Like... If you're going to that effort to write the death threat, you, if you sit down and go, Kane Corns, for giving Brody Holland the bird, <laughs> I shall, my friend, I shall take your life away from you. That's how upset your bird has made me. Yeah, but I also remember there was a tweet that you sent a few years ago. Didn't you get a few death threats? Look, I got a couple of thousand death threats, mate. And uh, after a while, after a while, uh, who would have thought, off a duck's would have thought that South Americans would be passionate about football? Who knows? Yeah, but his mates, uh, Kane Corns' teammates, saw the funny side of this. They thought he'd perk it up a little bit, you know? Yeah, little fun. So, so uh, uh, Premiership uh, teammates uh, Brent Guerra and Josh Carr. Go, that's the way it's gonna be, little darling. Yeah, so Guerra and Josh Carr turned up to his apartment one night with ski masks on and a fake knife at oh, about dude. nine o'clock at night. Dude. That's fucking hilarious. So they knocked on like my how? door pretending to be the Collingwood fan who sent me the death threats. <laughs> fucking hell. Now, how are you going to know it's a fake knife? Like, it just looks like a fucking knife. <laughs> and if you're the neighbours, you see these two guys and you go, oh, well, it's Adelaide. This guy's obviously done something wrong. <laughs> I've gone to the door absolutely freaked out. So when I've seen these two, okay, I was about to say, like, he'd seen them and then he went to the door. But no, so he he went to the door, then he saw them. I thought yeah. they were robbers with knives. Yeah. Well, mate, you know, you play for Port. 
Port fans. Um, <laughs> I ran back before they quickly removed ski masks and had a great laugh. They had a great oh. laugh. Oh, I'll tell well, you, you what. would have a great laugh. I mean, you know, Corns didn't sleep for three weeks, but they had a great laugh. <laughs> I mean, he's still in therapy, but it's all fine. <laughs> but you just got to lighten the mood around footy clubs. That's the great thing about them. Could you imagine doing that? I can't imagine doing anything like that. Even in my kind of young, stupid days, like if I was 19 or something, I could never imagine going, you know how we can, you know, scare our friend. Let's put on balaclavas mm. and have a knife. Uh, a fake knife, let it be, and, uh, and and try and freak him out. I can't imagine doing anything like that. Oh, I'd probably do the balaclava bit. I don't know about the knife. I think that's... Because you don't, you don't want uh, people in the street to think that shit's about to go down. Yeah, and sure, sure. They are fearing for their lives. But to, but to have the knife, it's a bit, a bit, of a, it's a bit over the top, isn't it? <laughs> Did, when Caddy and his teammate went to... So uh, it was Josh Caddy and Billy Smets who... Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. They just had balaclavas. They didn't have anything, any weapons or anything, did they? I don't think so, no. And yeah. again... They, went, they, old, they, they went, went old school. They went old school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was really... And it was great fun, even when the cops rocked them. Yeah, and you know... They uh, all had a laugh. And the 85-year-old at the house that they actually showed <laughs> up at, she loved it. Yeah, yeah, no. It's all part of the fun. She said, calm the catters. Calm the catters. Uh, I guess uh, footballers in real life, before we get on to that, uh, if you guys want to rate and sub- uh, rate us on iTunes, if that's okay, and also tell a friend, tell a friend of the football world uh, about the old junk timers here. And we've got uh, another watch along that will be coming out shortly. And we're going to be playing uh, the Gold Coast cunt song from Tim <laughs> that he sent to us at the end of the episode. But we've got a football in real life from Brendan. Uh, just rode my bike down to Black Rock for a bit of isolation exercise. Had a coffee in the park with my partner and hopped over to the bins like a responsible citizen to put my rubbish away. Walking back to our bikes, I see two guys enjoying a laugh on a bench. Hmm. One enjoying a coffee and the other one sipping some sort of pink smoothie concoction. Uh, we're staring After staring a little too long, the smoothie-yielding gentleman gave me a small nod and a smile. And I realised it was none other than Jack Watts. Oh, what? In Melbourne? Jack Watts in Melbourne. Uh, as I write this, he's jumped out of his seat for some spontaneous star jumps and a bit of shadow boxing. Oh, there you go. So probably doing a bit of training, kind of in the park, away from people. Yeah, uh, you'd hope so. Although you wouldn't want to do that with a stomach full of uh, pink smoothie. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder who the mate was, actually. Um, and I wonder if people that Jack might be dating now know who the mate was. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously got to keep him top shape for his return to the Sandfall. <laughs> I thought, uh, so what, that's very strange that he's in Melbourne because he's obviously a Port Adelaide listed player. So yeah. Is, I mean, you know, come back with family. I mean. Uh, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I think that most of the reports are that the people who kind of do not come from the city that they're playing in, I have mostly gone home. Okay, yeah. oh, there you go. There's a lot of farm work at the minute. And a farm would be a good place to isolate at the minute as well. And also, uh, all the farm dudes seem to really like farm life. So, you know, oh, like, uh, obviously Nat Fife. He's gone back to Lake Grace, mm. you know, to then go to Margaret River, to then surf yeah. and then get warm. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's the way he rolls. Uh, we're going to hit the road. We are Junk Time Over Pod at Gma. We are Junk Time Over Pod on Twitter and Facebook, on Snapchat and TikTok. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I do hope you enjoy the uh, Gold Coast Cunts theme song. Yep. Catch you next week. Go Blues. Go Hawks. 
You know we run the stadium with the local bikey gang. And when our pill press breaks, we just start selling nangs. Yes, we love playing dirty clotheslines and shirt fronts. You know you've earned every kick when you play the Gold Coast cunts. We got bought out by junk time. They're doing very well. Poor old Tony Cochran. He had to fucking sell. We'll always go a torpy. Never those drop punts. You know you've earned every kick when you play the Gold Coast cunts. Now listen up you low dog cunts You know we've got the thrush But do we look like we give a fuck Your skull we're gonna crush Behind the play we're sniping Lots of cunning stunts You know you've earned every kick When you play the Gold Coast cunts Hey you know you've earned every kick When you play the Gold Coast cunts Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.